How's everybody doing today? I'm Thumbspasm. How the hell are you guys? So welcome. This is going to be our first week of Thumb on the Pulse where we talk about gaming news that gets our heart racing. So let's let's go. All right, guys. So we're going to talk about a little bit of Minecraft news to start things off. The way we're going to run things normally is I'm just going to kind of bullet point through a lot of different things, mostly games that we play on stream. Sometimes we'll uh, expand outside of that if there's games that we're interested in. We'll touch base a lot more on different types of news as we do this week to week. But right now, we're going to touch a little bit on Minecraft. Now, with Minecraft, we have been playing on the Realm a lot lately. We've had Fox and Broncos and a lot of different people building a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, there is going to be theoretically or hopefully a new update in the future there have been rumors on what has been called the end update but we haven't really confirmed much on that a lot of speculation on what's going to be in that update and the types of environments that it's going to create but i'm not going to touch too much on that just because there is a lot of rumors what has been wanted and what has been talked about a lot in the minecraft communities is what's been known as the cave update which is what we have pictured right over here the cave update is going to be more focused on different biomes in the underground world of Minecraft. Now we're not talking about the nethers, we're talking about what's under the actual ground. We're not going to another dimension, we're not going to a different world, we're just hoping to get different types of environment and different types of biomes in the caves that already exist in Minecraft. Now from what I understand it's been a lot of a coding issue. The developers of the game are trying to manipulate the coding that's already existing that is Minecraft as opposed to adding an entirely new theoretical game to Minecraft which is basically what the nether is. With the nether you get a whole new game with that. It's an entirely different idea and i think that's the idea behind the end update too which is why i think it's rumored and people are leaning a little bit more towards that one but with the cave update we're looking at different biomes with stalagmites different hopefully different types of stones and things that you can mine i would be personally stoked on a cave of minecraft because that's the type of stuff that i enjoy the cave update would add a whole new level to minecraft in my opinion merely because it adds to the already existing game uh, where I love traveling and just going to find different biomes above ground and then the idea of having to go to a portal to take me to the nether to take me to different types of the game or different parts of the game I really enjoy that all kind of being inside the one Minecraft game at least for me I'm a pretty boring Minecraft player as it is though so don't take my word for it alright next on the list we are going to touch base a little bit on our favorite adorable game that is Animal Crossing's New Horizon. Now, we just got an update with Animal Crossing on the 30th of July that added the fireworks. Uh, basically, we all have fireworks displays every Sunday on our islands. You can go to different friends' islands and visit their fireworks displays. You can invite friends to yours and just have a big party on your island. Really cool part about the fireworks is that they add customization. So there are opportunities to customize your fireworks display and make them personalized. We had a really fun time on Chrissy's Island recently where she customized some fireworks. We'll put pictures of that right here, right now, or maybe video. But it was really neat to see the customization added a whole new cute element to the game. However, uh, the big news behind Animal Crossing, more rumors, which is kind of why we're touching on this next. Because of some data mining that some fans and some engineers have done into the code of Animal Crossing with some of the new updates that have come, but also some updates that have gone so far back to indicate this new news, all the way as far back as April. They've been noticing little hints and little coding clues in their investigations 
indicating that Animal Crossing is intending on adding vegetables and plants to the game. I know that seems like kind of a small minor thing, but to Animal Crossing people, it's really going to expand the game for us. I've been noticing a little bit in the Twitter sphere uh, that people are just now starting to get a little bit of boredom with the game, where we've added things like swimming, the fireworks updates, new environments, seasons change, so new things happen. People are just, uh, I've heard the bare minimum rumblings of people getting bored with the game. I really think this new fall update is going to change that. Not only is Halloween an exciting, fun holiday where all of our characters are going to get to dress up and we're all going to get to put together all of the clothes that we've accumulated to this point and see what kind of ridiculous costumes we can come up with, but there's also going to be uh, these potential of these vegetables and plants, which may indicate that not only is there going to be a big update coming, but also that they're going to change the game and the fact that there might be actual like farming going on. Um, there might be cooking going on. You might actually get to prepare meals and so and to maybe change the mood or the attitude or interactions between you and other characters. I'm assuming it's going to be like a harvest festival, fall theme type update. Uh, the image clue we got when they announced the next free update was a jack-o'-lantern, so we can almost guarantee that there's going to be some Halloween-themed stuff in there. It should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for all the Halloween stuff to come out. To be honest with you, I think that's going to reinvigorate my passion for the game. We'll get to decorate the whole island. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Moving right along, we're going to get into a little bit more generalized news. We're going to touch base on some games that are going to be coming out this August. We're not going to touch on all of them, but we are going to touch on the biggest ones that are coming out. I'm super excited for Madden 21. Um, that's why we're going to let the Bronco flag shine proudly through the background on that one. Madden 21 is going to be an exciting game. I intend on picking it up merely because I wasn't super excited with Madden 20. Plus, I'm excited to have, uh, if it's weird, I don't know if this is weird. It probably is weird to most people. I am excited to own the sports titles that came out during COVID. I think it's going to, they're going to be interesting pieces to own. I think it's going to be interesting to see how all of these sports games that come out this year adapt to the COVID-19 situations. Are we going to see games that have no fans in the crowds? Like, is that going to be a thing that happens? Are we going to see generic audio tracks underneath the sports actions to try to simulate the way that the teams are simulating crowd inter interactions in live games right now. I'm not sure if anybody out there is watching any live games, but there's been, uh, it's, it's kind of entertaining to watch these fanless live sporting events. Lamar Jackson's gonna be on the cover of Madden 21 this year. He was, I believe, a rookie last year. Don't quote me on that, but he put up phenomenal numbers. The Baltimore Ravens are gonna be in for a treat this year. They've got a lot of really good weapons, but they're almost in a re, uh, a rebuilding year but it's not quite because again they've got a lot of good talent but they're still a young team and the chemistry is still young between them but we won't get too far into that just because if you guys want any more information or enjoy talking about sports we do have sports sundays every sunday on stream so feel free to hit that like button and follow us on any of the social medias if you want to get notified when we do that stuff other games coming out in august i wanted to touch base on Baldur's gate 3 a little bit um, i did look into see if as of recording we had an exact release date everything i could find still said august of 2020 which is what we're in right now i can only imagine it'll be towards the end of the month so they can 
actually push back that release as far as possible. I even went so far as looking up on Steam to see if they had any available information, but that's still, it's not available even for like a pre-play uh, type situation. So we can't definitively say when Baldur's Gate 3 comes out, but we'll have more information hopefully next week when we do some more reporting on that. Tell Me Why was a game that was announced during the Xbox Showcase. We covered that one. It had a very interesting art style and storyline appeal to it. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is going to come out August 27th. I want to mention that Call of Duty Season 5 was on the list as well on August 5th, as well as Horizon Zero Dawn, um, the completion edition on August 7th. I did want to touch base a little bit on Crystal Chronicles though, just because that was a game that's been around for a long time. It came out on the Game Boy Advanced as well as on the GameCube. It was an adorable, adorable version of Final Fantasy where you get to play these younger type versions of characters. When it came came out originally I, I was under the impression anyways now it's been a long time but it was intended to be a community type Final Fantasy game as opposed to traditionally Final Fantasy games have been very single player not a lot of online interaction at that point there was actually a cable that you could connect from your Game Boy Advance and plug it into the GameCube in order to play communally with your friends. The reason I mention this is that they have officially announced that with this new Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, there will be no couch co-op on the game, which is so shocking to me because again, they physically sold you a cable to connect you and your friends to the same console when this game came out. And yet now there's gonna be zero couch co-op. I don't know. I understand that that's kind of where games are going these days, but I also know that there's a small wave of games that are understanding that people want couch co-ops um, or in-house co-op games. So a little disappointed by that announcement with uh, Crystal Chronicles, but what are you going to do? We'll still probably play it. This is going to go into a few games at the end here that we really know and love personally. We play a lot more on stream. Apex Legends. We've got some news in Apex Legends world. In the world of Apex Legends we got some news in apex they're going to be adding a club feature which is going to be kind of like guilds or teams hopefully coming with the crossplay update it's going to allow people to at least be more regular with their teams maybe schedule tournaments things like that because that's another thing they're intending on upgrading in this new upgrade is the tournament style kind of competitive play that comes along with apex the reason they're upgrading that and adding the club feature is because that briefly mentioned topic i just said the crossplay update now there's a lot of rumors going Going around with crossplay, a lot of them haven't been hammered down yet, even so far as to the rumors on its release date. There's still no defined release date on when we're going to see this Apex crossplay. Because this game is already a free-to-play game, it's got to be difficult to release the crossplay software on every console that exists separately from pc to xbox to ps4 not only that but also they intending on adding this option for switch so not only are you adding crossplay software or crossplay coding or whatever to all of these existing games allowing them to cohesively work together now we're adding a whole nother console into the mix so that's going to be super exciting news for apex legends for apex players there's got i guarantee there's going to be more lore added to the storyline along with this crossplay more weapons probably i'm excited to report on apex next week so please keep an eye out coming after apex another game we play a lot on stream and that would be rocket league new updates to rocket league we've got a lot of good news for this one and in the next one we've got a lot of good news on as well so be prepared for that rocket league is 
at some point this summer, and this is the biggest news, in my opinion, of all the news that we're reporting on right now, Rocket League is at some point this summer going to be free to play, where Rocket League on all of its different platforms has been either you get it on sale for $13, you wait till it's five bucks, you get it for free with Game Pass like I did. I had to pay for a service in Xbox Game Pass to get games like Rocket League for free. Now it's just going to be cross-platform. Across all platforms, it's going to be free to play. Now, from my reporting in the articles that I read, the big reason for this is that Epic Games has purchased Psyonix. Now, I'm not sure if it's the they purchased the rights from Psyonix to Rocket League or if they purchased the entire development company. But at this point, Psyonix games will be sold on Epic stores and not on Steam, providing the perfect opportunity for Rocket League to go free to play. Not only is it gonna be cross play now, but it's gonna be free to play now. With that, my first question when I heard that Rocket League was going free to play is what about those people that have already bought it? I understand that the concept behind free to play games, which we've talked about a few of them already, and we're still gonna talk about one more. The idea is that you offer the game base version for free and then people feel more inclined to spend money on add-ons like uh, aesthetics upgrades uh, things like uh, call of duty does with the battle pass i think there's like a rocket league pass as well i wish i knew the name of it off the top of my head that's the idea is that rocket league has made a ton of money off of all of their add-on sales and i think that the idea is to bank on those sales as opposed to try to nickel and diming people to buy the basic game i think it's a brilliant move but Again, my question was, what about those people that already paid for the game? Well, they've got an answer for that, which is great. Not only are they going to be improving tournaments and challenges on the game itself for fans, but also they're going to be offering the fans that have already bought the game or have what's called the legacy version. You're going to get limited edition items, which is kind of neat, especially for a guy like me that never really focuses on that stuff. I'm just going to get a package of free stuff. The list is relatively big, I'd say but I don't have the definitive list. All I found was that we're gonna get all Rocket League branded downloadable content that was released before the free to play. And we're gonna get an established 2000 blank title that displays the first year that we played Rocket League. There's gonna be 200 plus common items upgraded to legacy quality, so that'll be fun. There's gonna be a golden cosmos boost, um, different aura wheels, uh, Daichi, I think, aura wheels, and a Huntress player banner. Just to list a few things. So that are gonna be all at one point paid for products that you're gonna get for free as a Rocket League player, as an existing fan of the game. Plus this is gonna add a whole new slew of gamers that are gonna come to play or try out Rocket League for the first time. I'm excited, I'm stoked. I feel a little bit bad for people that are just getting into Rocket League now and who have just bought the game. But with that said, they're gonna to try to compensate you with you know, some pretty decent stuff. We've got Halo Infinite right here. Halo Infinite is going to be the next iteration of Halo that was announced in the Xbox Game Showcase. At least the big reveal was in the Xbox Game Showcase. Infinite is going to be an interesting iteration to the series. The first thing I wanted to point out is their... How Halo Infinite really did an homage to Halo 1 in many different ways. But the reason I had Halo Combat Evolved up there is I want to point out some of the fun little similarities between... The cover art for Halo Infinite, and then the cover art for Combat Evolved. Now, let's just take a look at a few things, all right? Now, obviously, we've got the PC one right here, as opposed to the Xbox cover, but it adds for a little bit of opportunity for comparison. Okay, so first and foremost, we've got the Halo ring in the back, right? We've got that on both, which is just, I mean, pretty easy, pretty simple 
nod to the first game, right? Nothing too obvious. I do want to point out, however, that we have two flying ships in both of them, all right? We've got two aerial opportunities that have some sort of beam shooting down into the background on both of them. I know that's subtle, but it's similar. Also, I wanted to note that we have a peak in the background on both almost in this exact same location on both covers. So we've got the vast grassy background on both of them. The warthog that's down here, um, and then they got a warthog up here. Lots of similarities to the covers, however. I felt like it would be really funny if they just put a little dude right down here, which I feel like they missed an opportunity. They could have put the sun right here, which had been a little soft nod, again, to the original game. And then if Master Chief right here if he had just been pointing his gun at the screen, we might have had like identical but different covers. Now, with that said, that was just merely my silly little comparison of the covers. There's so much to announce about this. We already touched base in the showcase that this was going to be the last standalone title for the Halo series for at least 10 years. Halo's banking on that a live service, Destiny, Anthem type model to really propel Halo into the next decade of gaming, giving the opportunity for a lot of downloads, which for some people is a good thing, some people is a bad thing. Instead of releasing new games, they can focus on opportune bug fixes throughout time as the game progresses, as people find new things that they want to do, you can make quick add-ons, the DLCs won't cost very much, I'd imagine that downloadable content will be a lot less expensive, but that does mean there will be no Halo Infinite 2 as far as I understand, are just going to get new chapters. I can't believe how similar those are. Also, it's going to be an open world format, which I'm super excited about, where normally, I guess I would have to say I'm coming around to the idea of open world maps. It didn't appeal to me at first because I get lost. I get lost super easily. But with a Halo world on the Zeta Halo, it should be really interesting to explore this environment and explore all the different types of areas that you can get into within this halo world not only is it going to be an open world but we're also going to have a full day cycle so you are going to get a daytime an afternoon an evening and a night and then cycle back through so i'm assuming there's going to be some sort of clock or timer or something that you got to keep an eye on i'm wondering if kind of like in the breath of the wild vein or maybe like the witcher vein where you're going to have some sort of resting period where you can rest to heal up you can rest to acquire certain abilities it'll be really interesting to see how they implement that full day cycle and open-worldness into the Halo sphere. Recently now, they have announced the release date will be somewhere around the holiday 2020 timeframe. I'm imagining it's going to get released with or very close to the um, Xbox X series release, but the newest announcements with the Halo Infinite series is the fact that the multiplayer aspects of it, not just the first-person shooter, battle royale type games they might have in there, but the entire multiplayer aspect of Halo Infinite is going to be a free-to-play model. Just like they're revolutionizing Halo by making this open-world, sandbox almost type of environment with the live service model for the game itself they're also going to be implementing the free-to-play multiplayer aspect to their multiplayer games giving it a Warzone, fortnite type feel also indicating that they may be getting rid of their xbox gold service requiring you to pay for an online gaming service in order to play xbox games online giving opportunity to more cross-platform-ish type games, but this is also going to eliminate the idea of having to spend an additional 10 to $12 a month just to play these games online. Super excited about that. 
But with that being said, that's basically all the news that I wanted to cover today. I appreciate everybody being here. Thanks for watching Thumb on the Pulse, guys. Uh, I hope some of these stories made your heartbeat, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.